You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. If you're one of those people who is listening every Tuesday, I am so grateful for you. And if you have just joined in to Prosperous Coach Podcast, I'm so glad you're here. You guys have really been helping me rock this by sending me notes and telling me what you like and what you wish that I would talk about. Please keep doing that. And I am so grateful to you that I decided that I wanted to create another way that we can connect. I've created a Facebook community. It's called Prosperous Coach Club, and you can be part of it. You can just go to prosperouscoach.com slash FB for Facebook, prosperouscoach.com slash FB, and join us. I would love that. It's a great place to safely talk about your wins and your challenges in your coaching business. It doesn't matter what the topic is. As long as it's about you and your coaching business, it's fair game. And it's a very supportive place. There's already a lot of amazing people in the group, and I hope you will join us. This episode is part two about how to selectively and wisely decide when to say yes to coaching business opportunities. It's about teaching yourself to stand in your power and answer from your highest self. Part one was about how to break through the bright, shiny object syndrome so that you're not wasting money on webinars, online programs, and masterminds that you're not actually ready for yet. And the reason why you might not be ready for something like that is is only because your business foundation isn't solid yet. And I know that can be so frustrating and disheartening when you pay a lot of money for a program and you just don't get what you want out of it. And you might be tempted to think there's something wrong with you, but there isn't. It's just that you are not quite developmentally there yet. So a lot of you let me know that that episode hit the mark. And thank you. I always love to hear from you. Ellen wrote to me, I've taken many courses and been part of many mastermind groups and webinars, but it's all come to naught because I haven't converted that learning into practical actions. That's because I've been struggling to figure out who I'm called to serve and what pain point or problem I'm trying to solve. So as it turned out, Ellen grabbed a strategy session with me and we quickly figured out her ideal target audience, plus the problem she'll help them solve. And at the end of that session, she said, Rhonda, that was amazing. I can't believe what we came up with. I came in confused about my niche and wanted a plan of what to do next. And I got all of that. So Ellen, that makes me really happy. And I just want you guys to know too that If you are struggling to figure this kind of stuff out on your own, it's worth it to get some help on that, to solidify any aspect of your business foundation, your audience, your niche, your business model. Those are all baseline things. So if you wanted to grab a strategy session with me, you can find that on any of the show notes for any episode. Um, You can find that for this one, for example, prosperouscoach.com slash 21. So let's dig into this part two now. We're going to talk about the types of offers that you might be getting as a coach. For example, let's say someone 
offers you a radio show program of your own, or someone wants to feature you in a magazine, or someone is promising to get you leads. I swear, every time I open up LinkedIn, I've got three or more people saying, I'm going to get you all the coaching leads you need. So it's that kind of thing. Or maybe another coach or several coaches want to collaborate with you on something. So when these things come at you, it's it's elating. You know, it's sort of this sense of, I'm not going to have to figure this all out on my own. And that's great. Someone is basically saying they're going to pave at least part of the road for you. And it's really, really tempting to say yes, just off the bat. Because you're at a time in your business where you're flying free a little bit. You may not have all the clients that you want yet. And so your time is not filled up. And when opportunities like this come your way, it's just really easy to kind of leap at it. But are these opportunities right for you at the stage of business that you're in? If you're in startup mode, that phase where it's, you know, the first 18 months to two years of your business, it's really a time of figuring yourself out as a coach and figuring yourself out as a business owner. If you've never run a business before, there's a lot to learn and it's just a whole new kind of rhythm of life. Also, hopefully your focus is on figuring out who your ideal target audience is, finding out where you can reach them, figuring out what makes them tick, what will inspire them to buy, uh, developing your signature program and your brand and building a community, setting up your business model, creating a website, hopefully that's really geared to your target audience and a conversion process there with a freebie that they really will want and then an offer to a discovery session after they get that free valuable download that you're offering them. There's a lot to do there. The learning curves are pretty high. And so for that reason, it's a very vulnerable time. The potential for distraction and getting pulled off course is really pretty high. And some diversions will really muddy your vision. They'll, they'll waste your resources and set you back. But what if you do feel that you're ready for one of these offers and you're just wondering if it's going to be a breakthrough moment for you? Well, that's a fair enough question. But here's my question for you. How can you discern between the good opportunities and the right opportunities? There's tons of good opportunities, but there are only a few right opportunities, the kind of opportunities that will really give you a return on investment. Early on in my business, I was endlessly distracted. Do you know what I mean? There was so much stuff in my inbox, my head would spin on a daily basis. I remember I got this one offer, a national radio program courted me saying they wanted to put my business on the map. And I was so thrilled that I I went out telling everybody about this opportunity before I did enough due diligence to discover if they were legit. And eventually I did discover they were legit, but something just didn't feel quite right about that offer. And as it turned out, 
it was only going to cost me $5,000 to be on that radio program. Well, at least I said no to that one. I was offered spreads in online magazines, and there were all sorts of business clearing houses offering a listing for coaches that supposedly had hundreds of thousands of web hits every month from people clambering for coaching. No. There were lots of organizations that asked me to speak at their lunch and learn groups and and at association meetings. And usually the topics that they wanted me to talk about weren't quite in my wheelhouse. I was going to have to do a fair amount of research to pull it together. I'm kind of embarrassed to say how many of these things I jumped at. I really poured my heart into every single one of them, too. I did my best work. I was really serious about it. But most of them took me way off track. They didn't help me build credibility with my target audience. And they didn't help me build my list. They didn't help me get clients. The organizations that were offering me those opportunities were really just trying to fill their own slate. So what you really want is the win-win kind of opportunity. And I finally realized that to be able to discern between good opportunities and right opportunities, the win-win kind of opportunities, that I needed to set some guidelines for myself. And I called them success criteria. It's sort of a checklist to help me make a smart decision. So before I say yes to any opportunity, I ask myself a set of questions. And it starts with three anchor questions. Do I have a good feeling about the people who are offering this? Does it align with my integrity and my values? Does it put me in front of my target audience? So if I get a no to any of those three anchor questions, then I'm saying no to the opportunity. So let me just slow down a second and go through these. First of all, do I have a good feeling about the people offering this? Well, I think that is a hugely important question. And we often don't slow down enough to really hear the voice inside of us that knows best. If you don't have a good feeling, a really good feeling about the people who are offering you an opportunity, well, that's just an easy no right there. But if you're not sure about that, if that's not crystal clear, if you can do a little bit of digging to find out how and if they align with your integrity and values. You can tell this from looking at their website, reading what they say there, reading their emails and how they address you. Are you just another person with, you know, and this is a canned email, or do you get the sense they've really looked into you? They really have some sense of who you are. And then the last question, does it put me in front of my target audience? Well, you can see how we're getting down to specifics here. Now, if you don't have a target audience, well, obviously you're not going to be able to answer this question. But if you don't have a target audience, you're not really ready for opportunities anyway, because that's the baseline thing. So as I said, if I get a no to any of those, I say no to the opportunity. But if I get a yes to all three, then I ask myself these next two questions. If there's a financial investment, can I easily offset that with one enrollment? So 
remember when I told you about the radio show and the $5,000 ticket for that? Well, yeah, I had no idea whether I would ever be able to make that money back. It's too big of an investment for a quote-unquote opportunity. But what if it was a $500 investment? Now, there are some things that you do invest in in order to get some value. I have a program that I'm involved in every year put on by two women I really trust and know personally. It's a giveaway program where they gather together a whole bunch of experts and all the experts give away something of value. And usually there's something that everybody gets and then there's you know, a raffle to give off uh, certain kinds of pretty high ticket things that just a few people will get. And I love this one giveaway program because I trust these women so much. They do everything with class and with integrity. Yeah, there's a financial investment for me to be involved in that, but it's worth it because I know that there are coaches who are getting involved in that giveaway. And not only am I going to have the opportunity to get some of my knowledge in front of them and help them, but I'm also going to have the opportunity to stay in touch with them because they're going to allow me to send them to my website to sign up for a free download. So that's the second question. Does it allow me to point people to my website for a valuable download? So if there's a financial investment, you've got to be sure that you're going to have some way to point people to your website and that you're going to create something there that's ideal for that your audience and that they are going to be able to grab it. Then the financial investment might be worth it. But if I get a no to those two questions, then I say no to the opportunity. If I can't easily offset the cost of it with one enrollment, and if I cannot point people to my website for a valuable download, that's a no. But let's say I get a yes to those two, and there is a financial investment. Then I consider my profit margins. I'm going to look at my last quarter and how good my profit is. Profit is your revenue minus expenses. If I'm doing well, then yeah, this is, this is a good risk. I can go ahead and invest. Then I'm going to ask myself two other questions. But if I look at my profit margins and I'm feeling like, mm, I've been spending more than I want to, I'll say no. So if I'm saying yes, then I'm going to ask myself, Will doing this build my credibility and brand? Will I create things for this program or this offer, this whatever it is that I can repurpose elsewhere? And so if I get a yes to those two questions, and there's been yes before this, then I get a solid, solid yes for this opportunity, and I'm going to go forward with it. So I know it might be hard to be hearing these questions if you're walking the dog or if you're doing laundry or you're, you're doing something where you're not able to write these down. So remember, you can go to prosperouscoach.com slash 21 to see these written out, and I hope they'll be valuable to you. Now, when I put this success criteria in place, I also made an agreement with myself that I would let it guide me 100% for a solid year 
to see whether this was good success criteria. I stuck with it and it really paid off for me. Not only did I stop having this sort of sense of indecision and then regret, but I also found that it really set my business up for success every single time. Because if I said no to something, I ended up feeling pretty quickly like I dodged a bullet. And if I said yes to something, then it returned high value to me. And then I started getting better opportunities. It's like I trained the universe in what was right for me. And now I'm an old hand at this. I don't really even have to go through the questions anymore. I think they're kind of embedded into my my highest self. And so I'm able to answer questions about opportunities by simply checking in with my body. And my body gives me a really easy yes or no. If I ever do feel uncertain, I can't think of a time I've I've felt uncertain for many, many years, but if I ever do, I take my time. And that's just an overall thing to do with decisions is to make sure you give yourself plenty of time to check it out inside of you and also check out with the organization or person that's offering you this opportunity, everything that you think you should ask, and you know what to ask. At the very least, give yourself a couple days to sleep on the decision. That's always a good thing. Never make a snap yes decision unless you're answering it purely from your highest self. Because you only have so much time and you want to maximize the return for the time that you have. Any kind of marketing opportunity, any kind of thing you're going to do is going to take you time. So just really want to make sure that you're doing the right kinds of marketing opportunities for your target audience, for your business, for your offers, for your sensibilities. The reality is that any quality organization or person will give you time to make a smart decision. And if they're in their integrity, they want you to make the best decision for you. Now, I want you to make your own success criteria and then stay true to them. And feel free to share your success criteria on that Facebook group. Again, you can get to Prosperous Coach Club. Go to prosperouscoach.com slash FB to join. And I hope you will. I look forward to seeing you there. Next episode is called Should a Coach Do Market Research? Have a great time, whatever you're doing, and make things happen. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.